Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Oh, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We eating it each and every Saturday from 7 to 9 a.m. A lot of things going on, a lot of things going on. Uh, we are waiting on a call from uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, who will be with us for a few minutes uh, to start the program. Uh, he is to be in Fort Worth. And in Duncanville today, Dr. Umar Johnson. But we also will have coming at 7.30, uh, the barrister himself, Malcolm Robinson. We're going to talk about the abortion factor with the Supreme Court. And not only that, there are other couple other things that have been mentioned that this ultra-conservative Supreme Court uh, is going after to overturn. There are a lot of things. I've never seen the Supreme Court get into personal lives like this, but this is something that's going to happen, and it's going to affect everybody. Believe me, it's going to affect everybody. So we're waiting on Dr. Umar Johnson, uh, waiting on his call, waiting on his call to, to uh, for you all to hear him. Most of you, <coughs> excuse me, uh, most of you, if not all of you, uh, are familiar with Dr. Umar Johnson. He's a very informed, eloquent man. He's a, he's a, he's a phenomenon. He is. He is, really. And he's in the metropolitan area. I think that's him calling now, and maybe that's him calling now. Yes, I hope that's him. We can get him on the air for you hear him for about 30 minutes. Amen. Yes, I hope that's him on the line. Haven't got the signal yet. Hasn't come up on screen yet. Yes. Okay. Is that, that, that was not him? No, uh, it's someone uh, who uh, works with him, and he said that he will call back in 10 minutes. He'll so call back he, yes. in 10 minutes? Yes. Oh, He's a little okay. bit late, but he will call, call uh, in 10 minutes. Okay, call in 10 minutes. But uh, we're going to have to cut it off at 7.30. All right, okay. Uh, but when we can look at what's going on. Uh, Tatiana Jefferson. Uh, they, this, they, they're trying their best. This defense attorney is not to have this policeman to go to trial in Fort Worth. Trying their best. They want to get rid of the judge. Now the judge has told him, look, I, I postponed this thing several times for you and uh, and y'all not happy about that? You want to get rid of him? That's what he said. That's nothing but a stall tactics to keep from having this trial. This trial must go on. The family have suffered long enough. The community has suffered long enough over 
the murder of this young lady by this police officer would make him think he shouldn't stand trial for trial for killing a policewoman. I mean, for killing a woman. What he, he thinks uh, she's not a real human being because she's not white. What is it? Had there been a white woman, all these delays wouldn't happen. Had she killed him, all these delays would not have happened. And he has the audacity to want to get rid of the judge so they can delay it some more while he walks around free. Something is wrong with this situation. Something is wrong. This situation is uh, is gonna leave a stain if he don't be if they don't be careful. Go and get the trial going. I then get a fair trial going. Yeah, uh, we have ideas what fairness might be, but we should have a trial coming up. We should have. Yes. Do do we have him? Uh, no, we have a caller, uh, Andrew, on the line one. Andrea? Andrew, Andrew. Andrew, all right. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Is he on the line? Yep. Hello, Andrew. I don't hear anything. Uh, yep. Maybe uh, an issue with his phone, but he's on the area. He's in the area? Hello? Hello. Yeah, okay. yeah, go right ahead. You're on the air. Uh, good morning, Reverend Barnett and company. And I always got to say uh, hello to the man that's uh, introduced me to you, is uh, Brother Mr. Icefin. I just wanted to hear a couple mm-hmm. points this morning. I wanted to uh, give a bad echo. Uh, the uh, Garland, the Mayor Garland, I got a little concern about him. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. understand why he won't prosecute or come uh, with allegations under Trump and his cronies when uh, they pro- when they uh, when uh, Andrew Gillum out of Florida is uh, under allegations for all kind of wiretapping fraud. Uh, is he uh, an undercover Republican or what is he? Well, uh, I think they're handling this this with love care because I think they really have it in their heads, in their hearts, maybe, to send Trump to prison. And Garland, the head of the Justice Department, would have to, uh, you know, they, they couldn't make any mistakes if they're trying to send a former president to trip, to prison. How do you see it? Hello? Uh, Hello? I see it like he should be, he should be prosecuted. And as I see it, uh, uh, it's it not making sense to me, uh, there's too many allegations. Uh, if it was uh, Barack Obama or, you know, anybody else, uh, black, uh, they would have been prosecuted. Okay, uh, moving on. Okay, uh, 
with the Roe versus Wade. Uh, uh, brother uh, Reverend Barnett. Uh, so, what is if if uh, with them overturning so many things over here with the legislation? What is the next thing? Is it going to be uh, 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 right? Uh, what's next? That's what I get. That's what I'm scared about. So, what's next? Well, they they um, was it was mentioned yesterday about the only. Body, uh, one of well, the only black man on Supreme Court. He mentioned instance they they could be going after also gay marriage. Did you hear him say that? Uh, and overturn that. So, what do you think about gay marriage? What do I think about? I, I I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> and they, they're not bothering me. Uh, it really. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know. Not one gay couple and and, and things like that. Don't as long as it's not bothering me, uh, bothering my people. You know, but, let yes, people sir. live the way they want to live. I don't know. Yes, yes, sir. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to hang up because I know there's other people getting ready to call in. I'm just getting fired up. And uh, like I said, the only thing I get concerned is, is this could be a, a something to start and it could keep rolling down. And that's the only thing getting me fired up about this. This could just be the beginning of something that, you know, it can keep going and going and going. You know? Well, are, are you surprised? Uh, well, they've been doing this for years, brother. So, no, I'm not. Well, surprised. I don't know. We haven't had a Supreme Court this conservative probably ever to overturn a standing law that's been standing for 50 years to go in. It was leaked over a month ago. That was to whet the appetites of the people and it was a that was a test run to see how the reaction of the country. And then on uh, yesterday morning they went on and did it. They pulled the trigger on it and uh, there's been a fight, a disagreement over abortion rights for ever since Roe versus Wade, which happened here in Dallas. Uh, it's been a fight over that. So, what what the president could do, or what Congress did have to have Congress to do it, put two more, two more people on the Supreme Court, have eleven instead of the nine. Put two more liberals on there, and though that way you'd have a majority of liberals on the Supreme Court, not these ultra conservatives. Could, couldn't rule the Supreme Court. So, I don't know. That's the only thing I know they could do anything about it right now. But I don't even yes, know if Congress would add two more. But they could if they and, wanted to. And I'm, and this is my last point, and I'm going to let you go, Reverend Wright. I mean, Reverend, excuse me, sir. Reverend Barnett, I know you got a lot of callers. Uh, the, the Democrats, uh, the, to me, are way too passive. The Republicans, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they play a, a very long game. Mm -hmm. They play for the long game. 
Well, they go for the they go for the throat every time when they uh, anything right. come up. The Democrats are trying to be passive and blase about the That's situations right. and right. uh, get beat out almost every time. That's right. I, I'm frustrated with crew. them, too. Yeah. I love the crew. I love listening to you, man, and I'm going to let somebody else get in here, man, and I love listening to you, brother, and I'm going to continue listening, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Thank you, sir. Yes. Okay. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. We're still waiting here, trying to keep it clear for Umar Johnson. Give him a few minutes to find out what it, what's going to go on, and he'll be in Fort Worth and in Duncanville this weekend. Fort Worth and Duncanville. And now, um... Maybe some of you out there that are out there can call and tell me, have you, uh, you may know when he's going to. Maybe he's on the line now. We got the line we held up. We got it ready. He's on here? All right. Yes. We'd like to say good morning to Dr. Umar Johnson. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Elder. Good morning. Glad to hear your voice. It's peace and pan-Africanism to the whole Texas family. Yes, yes. Good to hear from you. I was surprised uh, <coughs> they told me last night that you were going to be in town and want to be on the show. I wish you had a call me earlier in the week. I could have given you more time. But, but I want to hear... Uh, would you give me your uh, weekend schedule where, where, where you going yes, to speak? Uh-huh. Absolutely, Elder. I will be in the Dallas area twice this weekend. Tonight, I will be at the Black-Owned Doc Bookstore in Fort Worth, Texas. Again, that is tonight, Saturday, June 25th, from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m., free event at the Black-Owned Doc Bookstore. It will be a meet and greet. Q&A session and the release of my new book, Black Parent Advocate, for mm -hmm. the first time in Fort Worth, Texas. The Doc Bookstore is located at 6637 Meadowbrook Drive in Fort Worth, Texas. Again, 6637 Meadowbrook Drive in Fort Worth, Texas. That's tonight, the Doc Bookstore, 6 to 9 Q&A session. If mm -hmm. anyone would like to have a conversation with Dr. Umar can stop on through. Children are welcome. It's absolutely free. That's tonight, 6 to 9 in Fort Worth. Tomorrow, Sunday, I'm in Duncanville, Texas, for a holistic health festival from 9 to 5 in Duncanville. But I speak at 3. I speak at 3 p.m. tomorrow in Duncanville at Armstrong Park, 100 James Collins Boulevard, Armstrong Park in Duncanville, tomorrow, Sunday, the festival is 9 to 5. I speak at 3. That is a paid event. Uh, they would have to get tickets for that or pay at the door. I am the speaker, but I'm not the uh, producer of the event. But tonight is free. Tomorrow is it? Tonight in Fort Worth is free. 6 to 9 tomorrow is a ticketed event in Duncanville, 3 o'clock. Okay, Fort Worth this evening and yes, uh, Duncanville tomorrow. In Duncanville tomorrow. Yes, indeed. In fact, Mm -hmm. Folks who uh, need the flyer, they can text my cell phone for the flyer, 215-989-9858. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, 215-989-9858. It'll be my first time in Fort Worth in 10 years. I hadn't been to Fort Worth since 2012. 
Yeah. I came to the Doc bookstore. That was my first time ever in the Dallas area was in Fort Worth back in uh, 2012. So Is that right? I'm looking forward to going. It's been that for Fort Worth, not for Dallas, but for Fort Worth specifically, I hadn't been to Fort Worth since 2012. Well, we don't like Fort Worth to ever have anything good first. <laughs> <laughs> if it's coming to the Metroplex and if it's good, it has to come to Dallas first. But you've been, but you've also been to Dallas too. And yes, sir. Yes. Sir. And you are extraordinarily good. Extraordinarily, yes, as always, you are, are a fantastic speaker. But a couple of things are you looking at? What do you? What is your make on this Supreme Court? Uh, I'm actually going to talk about that tonight at the Doc Bookstore. Uh, a lot of folks have been asking me what is my analysis of the Supreme Court's overturn of the 48-year-old Roe versus Wade decision of 1973. Mm. Uh, but I'll tell you this, Bob, the Supreme Court has made three very significant decisions all within the span of approximately a week. Not only was Roe versus Wade overturned, excuse me, overturned yesterday, they also struck down a wrongly incarcerated individual's right to bring forth new evidence on the federal level to try to force an overturn of their conviction. So now, when you appeal uh, to the federal level for wrongful conviction, you cannot introduce any new evidence. So that what? right there. Yes, yes, yes. This, this decision came out uh, last week, I believe it was. That right there was a death blow to so many American Africans who are behind bars for no other reason mm -hmm. than false evidence, poor representation. And even though they have new evidence that could exonerate them, the Supreme Court held that when you appeal to the federal level for an overturn of a, of, of a decision, uh, you cannot introduce new evidence. Wow. Right there. I, I tell you what, uh, 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 we got to take a short break and we'll be back sure. for a few more minutes. Sure. All righty. Sure. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and All right, we're back with Dr. Umar Johnson, who will be in Fort Worth this evening. And, uh, well, I hope I'm getting this thing right. Fort Worth this evening and Duncanville tomorrow. Is, is that right, uh, uh, Dr. Johnson? Is that correct? Uh, Doc Bookstore, 6634 Middlebrook, Middlebrook in uh, Fort Worth. Free event, 6 to 9, meet and greet, question and answer session, book signing. Every black parent used to come and get a copy of my book tonight in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, Duncanville Holistic House Festival, Armstrong Park. And I speak at 3 o'clock, although the event is from 9 to 5. I believe the festival is free, but you do have to pay for my lecture. That event is being sponsored by two black organizations for my event. All righty, all righty. Uh, how's the school coming? The school is coming well. Of course, we had another setback with another unscrupulous black contractor who uh, started the work but didn't but didn't finish the work as we agreed on the contract. So I've been having issues with black contractors, so I may have to step outside the race and use some non-black people to get the work done. I wanted to keep the money within the community because that's where the money came from. Mm -hmm. But some of our people, you know, they just want to take advantage of one another. They don't want to do the work when it comes to black folks. 
So um, I may have to look elsewhere, but we're still pushing forward. We do have our second annual Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy Festival. I want to invite you and all your listeners out to mm-hmm. Wilmington, Delaware on Saturday, September the 10th. That's Saturday, September the 10th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, you can go to fdmgfestival.com to register. It's absolutely mm-hmm. free. FDMG Festival. If anybody wants to vend their product, they can email fdmgvending at gmail.com. And if anyone would like to perform song, dance, spoken word, poetry, instrument, children's performances, they can email fdmgperformances at gmail.com. That information is also on the website, fdmgfestival.com. Or they can text my phone for the information, 215-989-9858. We're 20 minutes from Philadelphia International Airport. They'll fly into Philly and drive 20 minutes to the school. Oh, uh, that, that's really nice because I might be up in that area at that time. Uh, that's You say that's the 20th? Uh, September 10th. September 10th. 10th. Because uh, if I go to the Congressional Black Caucus, that's usually around that time. I have to look up the uh, date of the caucus and everything because I could uh, fly into Philly and rent a car and drive down to D.C. after your your event is over. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're about yeah. uh, 90 minutes from D.C. Oh, yeah. I've driven there several times from, from D.C. to Philly, D.C. to New yes, York. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, you, you're looking at things that are really going to affect us greatly already. Already. They, they, they're doing these terrible deeds because you know who this really is going to affect uh, when, they, when they can't bring evidence that's you know that they've discovered new evidence you know uh, overlooked it or didn't present it but it can't be uh, produced anymore at, at the federal level you think? Well the thing is you have a conservative uh, Supreme Court Donald Trump made three appointments before he left office Mm-hmm. And those appointments are finally bearing fruit, you know. And so with the overturn of the Roe versus Wade, then you also have the uh, overturning of wrongly incarcerated individuals being able to present new evidence at the federal level. Mm-hmm. And then the third decision that just came out a few days ago was the Supreme Court had weakened the right of states to force people to get permits to carry guns. And so with the new gun control a decision of the Supreme Court, it's going to be very tough for states to really control who gets a weapon or not, except felons, of course. But, you know, for everyone else, it looks like it's going to be like the wild, wild west out here. I mean, they're making some decisions (laughs) with some very uh, disastrous consequences. And black people need to pay attention because if they can overturn abortion in the face of a very strong feminist movement in this country, Mm-hmm. white women in particular, if they can do that, they can take back the Voting Rights Act, they can take back the Civil Rights Bill, they can take back any other federal provision that helps black people deal with the unfair, biased, discriminatory uh, realities that we face in this country. So this is just the beginning. I look for more landmark decisions to be made to turn back the clock of time on everybody, but especially black people. Roe versus Wade is just the beginning, I fear. Well, do you think this will affect the uh, November election, off-year election? Uh, not well. It, sure, it's going to have consequences, but you know, Supreme Court, those are lifetime appointments. 
Yes. So they're not influenced yeah. by who votes which way. You know, they get mm-hmm. to they they get to decide how they get to decide as the nine of them. So, you know, will it affect? Sure, because people can use this, particularly Democrats, to criminalize the Republicans and, and, and distract away from the fact that Democrats haven't done anything for Black people either, right? So, of course, people are going to use this to get votes. Absolutely, they will. But at the end of the day, as I said, the Supreme Court is a lifetime appointment. And they do not have to change their minds on anything they decide. What about if uh, Congress and the president try to add a couple of more people on the, to the court? There's no constitutional law saying how many could serve on the court. You think that'd be a way around what Trump has done? Well, Congress, if I understand, Congress has to approve additional members of the Supreme Court. There's only been nine justices since 1869. Mm-hmm. So if Joe Biden wanted to add additional justices, he would be overturning uh, the current practice, which has been in place for more than 100 years. And I would presume that uh, the Republicans, as well as the Supreme Court, Congress itself, will want to have a very good justification for why he wants to increase the number when it's been held steady since 1879, I believe, so or 1869, rather. So I don't see that happening, or I don't see it happening very easily. Yeah, you don't think white women would be upset enough to, uh, with this abortion ruling, to uh, vote, uh, to push Congress to do something like that? Oh, uh, for sure, for sure they could, and I do believe the Democrats have a slight majority, but that could change in midterms. You know, I, I uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of people like this decision by the Republicans. I mean. We do have to be yeah. honest, and I'm not a Democrat or a Republican because neither cares about black people, but we do have to be honest, and that is when you look at the Obama-Biden administration, uh, when you look at the Obama-Biden administration, they have pushed for a lot of uh, socially challenging uh, positions while they were in office. You know, you have a lot of very religious conservative people in this country who don't agree with LGBTism, they don't agree with feminism, they don't agree with multiculturalism, they don't agree with a lot of the things. So many of them don't agree with the civil rights bill, our voting rights. Either. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can add the civil rights act, you can add the voting rights act in there. Mm-hmm. Although, for us, our issues as is black people being the only formerly enslaved people in this country, our situation is a whole lot different than those other issues, yeah. but you are correct. For the Republicans, they're all the same. They're all non-white privileged issues, and they want to strike them all down. I can foresee an attack on the Civil Rights Bill, the Voting Rights Act, and any remaining forms of uh, affirmative action that still exists. I can see them going out the window. There's a case right now uh, where some, uh, I believe it's Asian students from Harvard who Mm -hmm. are suing uh, Harvard University on the grounds of reverse discrimination. They're claiming that black people got admitted over and above them. Uh, And so I can... Supreme Court siding with them students. I mean, we're, we're literally going back to Reconstruction, slavery, or worse. Like, this is this is going to be bad. If they can do this, they can do a whole lot more. This is just the beginning. Yeah, it is. Well, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Johnson, uh, for being part of the program this morning, but we got others uh, coming in. And uh, yes, next time, a call. you have my number, call me early. I can, do. I, I can set the thing up, you know, the way it should be set yes, up. Yeah. Yes, sir. But I thank you, and I thank you for being a part of the program. I uh, appreciate you. Bob. See you in uh, Fort Worth today in Duncanville uh, tomorrow, uh, right? 
Yes, sir. Fort Worth tonight, 6 to 9, Doc Bookstore, and tomorrow, Duncanville. All right. Thank you. All right, Bob. Have a good one. Thank All you. right, now. Sure thing. Okay. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have on the line right now? Barrister uh, Malcolm Robinson. The barrister's yes. on? All righty. I'd like to say good morning to uh, the barrister, uh, Mr. Malcolm, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning to you, Reverend Barnett. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, we we got something before us, and uh, I I still think uh, it should be tried to add two more people to the Supreme Court. That's the only way I see us not going a uh, hundred to two hundred years back. What do you think? Well, the issue of expanding the membership of the Supreme Court is is something that needs to be addressed. You know, uh, uh, Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt tried that. <clears throat> they they characterized it as trying to pack the court, and mm-hmm. they, that's what they're going to try to characterize this as trying to pack the court. If you move to uh, to uh, to uh, actually expand the membership, I think it should be expanded. Uh, uh, the workload on the Supreme Court is, is substantial. Uh, uh-huh. A number of cases that go up to the Supreme Court that they go through, someone goes through, screen those cases, and mm-hmm. reduce them down to uh, <clears throat> cases that the Supreme Court considers. Some of them is some of them are considered as a, uh, because they have a legal right, and some of them are considered what they call certiorari when the court makes up his mind they want to review a specific legal issue. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think that should be considered, but I also think that it should be considered uh, term limits in terms of the justices and mm-hmm. uh, the lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court is something that needs to be reviewed and discussed. That, 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 that Supreme uh, Court justice is they got to be the most powerful uh, politicians in this nation. They've got yeah. to be. They're not supposed to be politicians, but everybody knows uh, the Supreme Court is, you know, black robes ought not to do. They ought to wear some, wear their red robes, and some wear their blue robes. That, that, that's the way it is now. But, and, and that's correct. And, and uh, when you study the Supreme Court in terms of its operation, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court basically has no, no practical power. Uh, their power is that of, of uh, being accepted in terms of their assessment and review of specific legal issues. Mm-hmm. But they cannot enforce any, any of the decisions that they, that they make. They have to rely on what they call the body politics. Mm-hmm. When you take constitutional law, you go over that aspect of it. So they have to make a determination as to whether or not the body politic, which is all the citizens under the jurisdiction of the court, are receptive to a specific a decision that they make. Because uh, that's the only way it can be actually enforced. Now, they are over the judiciary. <laughs> They have authority over the, all the federal 
federal judges. They really don't have mm-hmm. authority over the state judges other than the fact of the stare decisive uh, doctrine as relates to the rule of law. Well, but when we see how this court here could really overturn some of the laws that we depend on as a people such as the Civil Rights Bill, the voting rights, uh, things like that, uh, that would, they could actually turn back the hands of time on us uh, uh, over 60 years. Well, that, that, that's correct. They could review uh, our uh, decisions. They review laws that were enacted. I mean, historically, they have done that. And uh, they can uh, independently make a decision that's contrary to the decision that was made by prior court. Um, they have an issue now because they have to, they are uh, being considered more and more as a court with a political hack as opposed to a court that is actually doing independent uh, analysis of the decision and the interpretation and application of the Constitution to to a certain issue. Well, uh, only the way I see them with this lifetime appointment these some the, these people some they might could last 40, as much as 40 years or more that's correct and that's a long time to yeah. be in in the hands of some really I, I I just tell it like it is they're they're basically staunch racist when you look at their voting in the past how they got there they they, 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 we call them conservatives and all that, being nice and everything. But these things really will hurt black people phenomenally. Well, 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 that's true because the the basic root of the legal system in the United States of America is is rooted in racism. So mm-hmm. that the evolution of the law uh, has always a battle in regards to the evolution of the law mm-hmm. over, over a period of time. And, and I think people are beginning to realize more and more within the legal profession and within the legal academic, there's actually, uh, I would uh, uh, contend, is a civil war that's ongoing between the judicial conservative and the, the uh, pragmatist in terms of the interpretation and application of the law. That's, that's 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 where the issue is. The uh, the you heard of the Federalist uh, within the legal profession, mm-hmm. the conservative branch is based in the Federalist, and they uh, are judicial conservatives because they interpret the Constitution, uh, what they call originalism, and and in terms of the text in which the actual provisions of the Constitution was written, well, all that brings in racism because at the time that the Constitution was written, the Constitution was written by white men for white men. Mm-hmm. Nobody else had any rights. Nope, not even white, white women. Mm-hmm. And I, 
and, and the women had no rights at all. Yep. And, and so uh, that, that's where the battle is now uh, between the, those who think that the Constitution should be interpreted based upon originalism and, and text, which uh, mm-hmm. Justice Scalia was the one that was promoting that aspect, which comes from the Federalist Society, which is is an element of lawyers and judges within the legal profession that support judicial conservatives. Yeah. All the justices that Trump appointed were uh, recommended by the Federalist. And that was yes. Those justices were on his list that he published when he was running in 2016. Mm-hmm. So the expectation of what occurred yesterday it should not be a surprise to anyone who was paying. Who oh, I know I wasn't. I know I was. We're up against a short break right now. And, uh, and I, ladies, I'd love for you to call in today because we're. The, we're going to discuss the abortion issue. We'd like to hear from some uh, ladies as well as gentlemen. Ladies, y'all get ready and call me at 972-607-1893. And we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that choice. All right, we're back on Church Information and Open Forum. Your special guest this morning, also the barrister himself, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, and we are expecting, we want your calls coming now. 972-647-1893. There they are. Light the lines up. Call, call and line up all up. And please, ladies, come on. Don't don't chicken out on us on, on this issue. This is something that's really concerning you and how much you have to say so over your body. All right. Who do I have on there? Let's bring some up. We have a Beverly on the line one. Beverly, yeah. all right. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Fine. I'm doing fine. I appreciate that. I'm so glad uh, Mr. Robinson brought that up about uh, the Constitution and how we treat it. It is so disrespectful. No ladies in it. No world. None. And... They can't tell you about your body. I mean, I look at life like this, let live and let live. You don't have to apply it to your life if someone else, you don't know what people's circumstances are. Well, yeah. Attorney Robinson? Well, go ahead. What was her question? Yes. How do we go in there? We, that thing needs to be rewritten all over. This reconstruction is not working. It's not working. Well, let's put it, let's put it like this. I think uh, when you say rewritten, I, I imagine you talk about the Constitution. Yes. Like so, just what you were saying. When they wrote that back there, it was all conservative men. When any ladies involved, no ladies have no say so. 
No ladies are mentioned in the Constitution. You know, they focus on the wrong thing. Well, we well, are three-fifths as an animal. We need to start. We need to, It needs to be... Uh, I know you can't. You can go in there and amend this stuff, people. Well, well, let, 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 let me just say this: uh, women, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on women because women are directly affected by the issue of government trying to control their body and their private relationship between the, their medical provider. Now, women missed a golden opportunity when the Equal Rights Amendment was proposed to be uh, adopted by the Constitution. If the Equal Rights Amendment had been adopted back in the day when it was being considered, I contend yesterday could not have occurred because the Equal Rights Amendment is the key amendment that would give women the same equal right under the Constitution that everyone else had. That would be equivalent to the women's 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment in terms of bringing them within the framework of the Constitution, which everybody knows is written to be racist and, and, and mm -hmm. sexist. And I wrote that out. I wrote that out there yesterday. It is all racist. It's all racist. One guy, yeah. one guy, come back to me telling me about women and, and women. I said, you need to address that to the uh, to your government because we are very disrespected on this earth. And that's true. We're very disrespected. But but I, but I think women have to join in and. Uh, have a common fo uh, focus and purpose of making them equal under the Constitution. And even when the Civil Rights Act was adopted in 1964, women didn't play as active a role in pushing that, based by my recollection, as they probably could have or should have. But it was able to be passed and adopted, uh, pushed by Lyndon Johnson, because it had provisions in it, such as Title IX, that was beneficial to women. But women did not take a, a strong, active role in that. So the women have to get together and on a common ground and common issue under the law. Yes. yes. You can't have women, some of who support racist agenda, and then some of who do not. And as a consequence, they're divided and nothing gets accomplished to benefit you. Exactly. You're right. You are so right. Okay. I, I, let me let somebody else ask questions. We need to we need to speak up, we need to show up, we need to show out. I'm sorry, I'm tired of going through this with this, this crap, this is, we are in 2022 and they still in the 
1800 and all of that stuff trying to make this thing work, we have evolved. And when you evolve, you don't act the same. We are not what they pretended us to be, and we are not that today. The problem that I see is that we have stepped up to learn this law, and it's going to defeat us. We raise children, we give birth to children, and we gave birth to the men. We raised the boys to be supposed to be men. I call them they boys putting on britches. They are not men. All right. They're playing with toys. Mm -hmm. uh, these are uh, nukes and stuff taking people lives. This is unreal. We need to step up. Have a good day, you guys. Thank you. All right. They clear the line. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, David is on uh, line four. All righty. Good morning, David. Good morning, how David. Doing, how are you? How are you doing, Fine. How are you? But I guarantee you, if you live for the next five years, you'll see what I've been telling you for 30 years. We're going to be ran by the Federal Party, which is America. That's the Scottish right in the United Nations. The great seal of America is those seals. Do you, do you have a question for uh, uh, Attorney Robertson? Hello? You have a question for Attorney Robinson? Yes, that's what I that's the question that I got. Is that that's what's going to happen here in America in the United States. America got its right Illuminati papers ran by the federal. They call it well, you, you, you're making a statement. That's not a question. Uh Attorney Robinson, you gonna address this? Well, address that. Well, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he, it's hard to address it because mm -hmm. it's an analysis. It's his opinion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a question. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't. I'm not going to criticize his opinion or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just listen to his opinion and, and receive the information that he provides. Right. Okay. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? We have a concerned citizen on uh, line one. All right. Good morning, concerned citizen. Good, good morning uh, to, to everyone. Uh, good morning. I'd like to uh, hear uh, Brother Malcolm's uh, opinion on this. I heard something on the show this morning that that really, really struck me. Now, I, and I didn't know anything about it until I heard it this morning on the show. You cannot appeal a false charge uh, when you've been convicted of something. And now it's, it's hard or you cannot 
file false con- conviction. And, and where does that send with uh, Brother Malcolm? Uh, I, I mean, it seems like everything that happens seems to be, uh, affect us as black people, men and women. And uh, just being wrongly convicted is a wrong period. And it's a lot of our brothers and sisters that's behind bars that's con- that have been convicted and, uh, you know, wrong. And I'd just like to hear your opinion on it because that, that really hurts. Uh, a lot of those people are still appealing and trying to get a deal, and that really hurts. So I, I'll let someone else know. All right, and Tanner Robinson. Well, let, let me uh, let me say this. Uh, I heard uh, that issue. Uh, the Supreme Court is deciding this term of, I believe, over thirty-something cases, and each time they make a decision, the decision has to be reviewed and analyzed. It's hard to react to a decision uh, about a specific area of the law. Now, the, the uh, you know, the case of uh, the abortion is a little bit clearer. But even that decision is voluminous. And it's going to have to be dissected and analyzed to see what effect it's going to have. And I agree that if, if the effect of that decision regarding your ability to appeal a wrongful conviction is blocked because of you can't introduce new evidence, that is would turn over the entire system because in certain cases, you can only appeal if you have new evidence. So, you know, I, I don't want to respond to that because I got to make sure that I get a full, complete understanding of the, of the effects of that decision. And uh, what what the intent was in regards to the court uh, reaction? I don't even know what the uh, how many voted for it against. You know, I I, I can't respond to that. Uh, right. Let's put it like that. I know that one's. Um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear that one uh, this. Uh, this past week, uh, that one got by me. I didn't. I didn't hear it. And I was listening closely. That would be something that uh, would be atrocious if people come up with new evidence that could free them and and change things. Uh, and they see so many times I've seen them take people back to the DAs back because they have found some new evidence and didn't and didn't 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 let other didn't let the uh, uh, defense know. Uh, is that is that against the law? Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if the prosecution withholds culpatory uh, uh, type of evidence, they both present to the defense. So, I, I, you know, I don't want to necessarily respond to that because uh, I can mm-hmm. I have not mm-hmm. heard anyone say anything about a decision being rendered by the Supreme Court along those lines, mm-hmm. and we got to be careful how we how we respond or how we interpret what those decisions are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, 
your basic opinion of this Supreme Court 2022, what is your basic opinion of it? Well, as I previously indicated, that the, the, it is a result of the civil war that's being fought within the legal profession. Uh-huh. And now, the, that civil war and the results of that fight is impacting and coming out. So people now are beginning to realize more the existence of that, of that civil war that's been going on for a few years mm-hmm. and the, what the results of that and the e- effect of the outcome of that civil war. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, the, the justices who were appointed by, in my opinion, illegally and unlawfully by, by the Republicans and, and Donald Trump those three justices mm-hmm. I would say at least two of them uh, were radical appointments were an attempt by certain elements on the, in the civil war within the legal profession to grab hold of the Supreme Court and as a result of that the Supreme Court is not recognized the influence is, has been substantially uh, decreased. And uh, so they want to make radical decisions. And one of the reasons why I do not have, I did not have any respect for President Bush, the father, mm-hmm. because of his appointment of Clarence Thomas to mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. Yeah, that, but was, that was a disaster. That was a disaster. That was a racist decision. It was intended to be a racist decision. And it, and President Bush, his legacy is more as being racist than anyone else. Because yeah. he listened to the racist element within that Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, to appoint Clarence Thomas to the seat that was held by Thurgood Marshall, that was an abomination yes. and an insult to the African-American community. I will never, ever, ever forget or forgive him for making that appointment. And yeah. you, see, you see the results of that. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a terrible situation. It's that vote was really won by one vote on yesterday. And he voted with those uh, who cast those five votes that they won five to four. So uh, that, 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 that was really has been very hurtful to all people, especially his own people, African-Americans. I tell you what, it's eight o'clock and we're up against a break. And uh, y'all can reach us at 972-647-1893. Nine seven twos six four seven one eight nine three. Get that number. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. It's 
All right, we're ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. Also, you are invited tomorrow morning, 9.30, on Sunday mornings to be with Heavenly Joy Church. Uh, be there. Get on Marion's Barnett Senior. Marion Barnett Senior. And get on Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church, tomorrow morning. We love to have you. Love to have you. Just love to have you. All righty. We're in our, your special guest this morning. Everybody's special guest is Attorney Malcolm Robinson, a brilliant attorney here we have in Dallas. Give so much information to our community. All righty. Gives out free information to our community. All righty. Attorney Robinson, you there? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Thank you. All right, Pierre, who we bring us up a call. Bring yeah, us up. Um, we have uh, Dr. Edward on uh, line one. All righty, Dr. Edwards on line one. Yeah. All right, good morning, Doc. Uh, morning, everybody. How you doing? Fine, how you doing this morning? Good, good. I just wanted to let you know that we do appreciate uh, all that you do for us here and in Dallas and what we're trying to do in the southern sector. I just wanted to let you know publicly yeah. that uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, how's the clinic doing? That is going, going much better. It, it's starting to pick up now. And, you know, uh-huh. so so we are, we're, we're, we're in it for the long haul. What's the address of the clinic? 4498 South Marcellus, right behind the Catfish floors. We in there with catfish floors. Yeah, yeah. But you have a beautiful place. It's beautiful. Uh, Attorney Robinson, uh, the man, this doctor's office here. It, it looks like North Dallas when you go in there. It's really oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, really nice. This is first class, man. You you've done a first class job fixing this place up, and uh, it's in a medical desert. That. There's no, it's no longer a medical desert now. You're, no, you're an oasis now for medicine. Well, I want you to know we appreciate it. And, uh, Malcolm, uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, contacting you in the next couple of weeks or so to do some work for me as well. All right. Yes, uh, yes sir. Dr. Edwards and I go, <clears throat> excuse me, way, way back. Uh, I think I'm a little older than him, but. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you old men talk. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we go way, way back. Yeah. He, 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 he have forgotten some of the uh, situations that him and I have collaborated on, but now we go way, way back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I do appreciate it, and, and I won't hold you short, but, but I do want you to know, uh, you know what you're doing for us really is helping us in our community, and I'm just excited to be able to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. The Clifford line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Yeah. Chance is on the line four. Who? Chance. Chance. Okay. Good morning, Chance. Uh, Chance. Yes. Chance. Yes, very morning. This is Chance. I'm calling. Uh-huh. Hey, I wanted to talk to mention to the basket, and I, I talked to you a couple weeks ago. 
that the uh, that slavery cemetery down in Corsicana, near Corsicana in Eureka. Yes. Uh, they were attempting to they were attempting to take it uh, because of taxes. Uh, there was a church and uh, the cemetery there, and uh, it dates back before the before the uh, before slavery ended. And I want to mix that to the uh, to the he did there. Uh, I'm trying to Robinson. Did you did, did you hear that? I didn't hear the question. You didn't hear the question? The question was, it's not really a question, but I wanted to mention that to you, that what we're, what we're up against here. That was a slavery cemetery dates back before the 1840s, 1830s, uh, that they buried slaves in. And then afterward, those people buried there 10, 12 years ago. I went to a funeral there probably the last 10 years ago. The, the people down there are attempting to take that land. Only because it's right from property. It's 10 acres, okay? It's 10 acres. There's a church in the cemetery. Is that legal for them to take that? Well, you You ask a question that I couldn't even begin to analyze or respond to, especially on the radio. I would have to have a substantial... Uh, more information, uh, but I, but I, what I can say is, anytime there's land, you know, any person still have an interest in that land, they need to consult with the attorneys before it becomes an issue to verify and confirm their hold or their title or their interest in the land. So I don't know what the situation is in regards to the property in question or who owns the property, who who is trying to take the property, and under what law that they are trying to take it. Now, you know, you have you have uh, condemnation, you have eminent domain, you have uh, uh, other various uh, doctrines and statutes in the law that allow people to acquire other person's land, a group of people. So it's hard to really respond to that at this time. All right, Chance. You there? Chance, you there? Okay, guys, do we have to go on? I don't know. All right, go to another call. I think she's back. Thank you. Are we back? Yes. All right, thank you. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, we we have next um, Ike on uh, line one. All right, good morning, Ike. Good morning, Reverend Barnett, and good morning, Attorney uh, uh, Roberts. Ooh, yes. Good morning. Uh, my statement, uh, uh, and my, I just want like to know the attorney's uh, opinion. Now, I know he don't want to talk about uh, the fact of what the Supreme Court did about introducing new evidence on trying to get a, a appeal, but that's on the federal level, and most of your uh, your cases uh, to get exonerated is going to be with your local district attorney. That's why we got to get out and vote. But one of my things is uh, it's the Innocent Project, and I know people don't like to talk about the Innocent Project. They try to protect it, but 
in Dallas. I'm not talking about the New York chapter. The Innocent Project has been hijacked by rich Republican lawyers. So if we look back when Craig Watkins was uh, uh, the, dis- the district attorney, we had uh, Michelle Moore, who was a public defender, which is the president of the Innocent Project. But ever since they got rid of her, it's rich Republican lawyers that's heading the Innocent Project, and their main goal is to protect their buddies who used to be prosecutors or lawyers, and now they are. They're going on to higher offices, uh, district attorneys, and some of them state senators. Some of them are even going to the U.S. Senate and Congress. So when they start passing laws to roll back, can you get exonerated? And my question to the attorney is, is, uh, is uh, withheld evidence considered as new evidence? And I'll sit back and listen. Okay. Are you saying, which one? Uh, restate that question. Okay, uh, the question is, is withheld evidence, evidence that has been withheld out of your case, is that considered new evidence when you're trying to introduce it or get it played? Because a lot of times, these, like you said earlier, these, these proctors are withholding evidence and withholding posting. It's just like here in Dallas. All these cases they got that the information has been deleted from the database down at the police department. So if your information has been deleted, it's deleted evidence, not new evidence. So well, it's held evidence, new evidence. Well, I, I, and again, and, and, and I, I, of course, any uh, lawyer that practices criminal law can probably even respond. I'm sure they can respond to this better than I can, but new evidence, as I understand it, is new evidence in terms of the history of that particular case in that particular court. So if evidence is withheld, that means that that evidence was never presented to that court, to the trier of fact, whether that be a judge or a jury, at the time or during the time that that case was uh, being adjudicated. So, withheld evidence can be new evidence if you look at it from that perspective, which is which is different from, or could be different from, evidence that discovered uh, subsequent, such as evidence didn't exist at the time. If you know what I'm saying. So that's why you have to be careful how we look at at that case. First, I gotta confirm, verify that that there was a case like that, which I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. And then you have to dig into the weeds and find out exactly what the issues were that were presented to the various courts and how those courts decided those issues, including the issue that was presented to the Supreme Court before we take. We all know, I think we have a rebuttable presumption that a lot of the cases that are historical cases were included in racist judicial systems, whether they are criminal or civil. Mm -hmm. Racist 
judicial system. And as a result of that, the outcome of those cases was not beneficial to the African-American community if they were a party to those cases in most in most instances. So uh-huh. we, we just have to know that going into it, and then we have to take a look at what is been presented before the right. court. Right. And I will. I, I end my I end my conversation saying this. If that's the case, all this data that the Dallas Police Department deleted or accidentally deleted the appeals case, and that stuff has to come up in the federal court, it could be considered as new evidence and not deleted evidence. But thank you anyway, uh, Attorney Robinson. All right. We thank, thank you for your call. All right, that, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have here? James uh, is on the line four. All right. Good morning, James. Uh, good, good morning, uh, Reverend Barnett and the Barrister. Good morning, uh, Hello? I have, I'm, I'm sure, uh, Barrister, I'm sure you'll agree that uh, elections have consequences and uh, this is the kind of thing that happens when 100 million people stay home and don't vote in a presidential election like, like happened with Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now we have uh, this Supreme Court decision, which, by the way, happened on the uh, uh, I think 23rd of May. Uh, and a lot of most people agree that it's going to result in innocent people being executed. So now in the past, the, uh, the government, uh, rather, laws have been changed, like, for instance, the, uh, the prohibition law. It was changed uh, after uh, a movement of people. Uh, what can we do, uh, is my question, what can we do to change this law? And I want to ask the barrister to address that, because it's going to have to be changed. It's going to have to be overturned. I'm going to hang up and get you out. Okay, wait, wait, let me make sure I'm clear on the question. When you say, which law are you talking about that needs to be changed? Uh, I'm talking about the law that uh, does not allow prisoners to introduce new evidence in their case. Uh, you understand? Okay, I understand it. They, uh, you know, like I uh, previously indicated, uh, I have to be, understand what that law is. And I okay. know we take we, we are, I presume, unless you all have already reviewed the case and are familiar with the issue. I have not reviewed the case and I'm not as familiar with the issue. So I can't say whether or not uh, what the court did or what effect it is or anything like that. So I'd like to withhold uh, responding to that until such time as I have some information to confirm and verify one, that it was a case, and what the court did. Well, well uh, uh, Pastor, you, you may or may not agree that the law is worthy of uh, being changed and overturned, but I'm, I'm asking you to talk about the process that uh, the people would have to go through to overturn this law in case it is not for the people. Uh, can you do that? Yeah, the, pro- the process, first of all, let me, let me just say this. There's no question that, that voting is a key point in all respects, federal, state, and local. Right. 
We have to address all of those. And mm-hmm. voting as it relates to the individuals who are elected to represent us regarding the making of this law. That, ha- that is where the focus needs to be. Because this is, even though this is considered a democracy, is really a republic. Mm-hmm. We elect representatives who then act supposedly on our behalf to make various laws. Those representatives can pass laws and do pass laws, but they, a lot of the laws that have been passed historically have not been for African Americans' benefit. We have to have active participation in the political process so we can have active participation regarding the creation, the interpretation, and the application of rule of law. That's a very important principle in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And so the rule of law means that the country is controlled by the law and not by a particular person. All right. I tell you what, we're up against a short break, and you can call us at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. All right, we are back. We are back. And you are, and you are being informed by Attorney Malcolm Robinson. If you have calls for him, if you have something to say, we have one line open here. One line open. 972-647-1893 is that number to call. All righty, who do we have? Uh, and uh, James, yeah. uh, James is on the line four. All righty. Those are James. Okay. Good morning, James. Hello? Hello. Uh, Pastor Barnett, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I surely can. You're on the air. All right. Okay, I would like to ask you a question. Um, uh, your service last week, is it possible that I can hear that? I mean, do you have a, a replay of your service or your church service? On last week? I, I would have to go back and look uh, because uh, I'm pretty sure it's still there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still there. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, all right then. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. All righty. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All righty. Next is line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All righty. Who do we have? Uh, and uh, we have a red ghost on uh, line one now. All right. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning, everybody. How you doing out there? Fine. Okay. Hey, uh, I'd like to uh, inform you guys that we are having a historical marker dedication sem- uh, 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 ceremony at uh, Greater L. Bethel Baptist Church at 1130 East 9th Street. And uh, I'd like to ask Madison Robinson, by this being in the 10th Street Historical District, can this affect the changing of this district as well as what's going on with the Supreme Court and the local court changing 
uh, everything that that the uh, that's in the uh, in, well in the Constitution, but what's been given to us as a historical district. Is that possible? They can change the historical district and 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 do away with it. Well, we used to, but you say they. Yeah, but I mean, okay. the law, the law, the law. Yeah, you know, I think the, I think the 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 designation of that is is authorized by the city, the local jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Dallas, I think that's through the Dallas uh, zoning or whatever. I believe is what designates that or any particular area like that. Uh, so that can be changed by contacting the local municipality. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, 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 and another thing, too, uh, for Women's Day on this particular day on the 25th, uh, we like to, uh, you know, do the thing uh, for all the women in Tentry. What's going on with us, uh, with our moms and our sisters and our aunties and our grandmothers, in this area as far as what's happening with the Supreme Court of maybe the turn back uh, of Wade versus Roe on the uh, abortion bill. I mean, we, 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 everything that we have seems like it's just going backwards. So if any mothers out there, any ladies out there on the 25th in the historic district of 10th Street go along with this ceremony, I like to uh, say uh, we will piggyback and say this is our day for the, for the women of uh, at least of 10th Street. Now, I don't know about the world or the nation, but 10th Street, you know, mothers, mothers and, and sisters and grandmothers would be honored this day, I hope, you know, with this ceremony. So I thank you for that, and uh, God bless everybody out there that's listening to Reverend Burnett and the Barristan. All right. You thank you. Uh, this program, I called... Uh, uh, Attorney Robinson, because we want to get abreast and stay abreast of what's happening in this country that's really, truly effective our our lives. And uh, ladies, uh, really, I would, you know, some were calling in really complaining, complaining. But this, this is your opportunity right now. If there are questions you don't have, it's something you don't understand, to ask uh, Attorney Robinson. This is a, these are questions, so the lines are open for this. It's open for this. All righty? So give us a call, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? And uh, we have another uh, James on uh, line four. Yeah. Okay. Good morning, James. You got one still on. Yeah, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right. James, you there? Yes, it's James in Palestine. I always identify myself as James in Palestine. So many James call in. All righty. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Good morning to you and the barrister. Uh, barrister, right quick, let me say, mention this. Uh, if somebody purchased property at the foot of the steps of the courthouse, and uh, it's either public property, I mean, not they don't own the property, but they had the highest bid, or else if someone owed, uh, they had in a lawsuit of taxes, and they pay it off, and they're not able to get into the property, it's sort of landlocked, what, what 
authority do they need to get in touch with in order to uh, get up into that property? Well, let me let me make sure I understand the question and the fact. Are you saying that there was some property that was sold at the courthouse that, uh, based upon a sheriff's sale? Yes, that's correct. And that, and this property was property that was either foreclosed on or grabbed uh, as a result that's of non-payment of taxes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, the part that I didn't understand is you indicated something about a judgment. So you saying that someone purchased property at the courthouse pursuant to a sheriff's sale, and the property yes. that they purchased had a judgment on it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it had judgment on it, but it, once they sold it at the courthouse steps, they become your property. And what uh, what I'm asking is, if you purchased that property, uh, the other one that I added to that was, if your family owes property taxes and the lawsuit comes to court and the court is getting ready to sell it at the courthouse steps and your family member pays off that, that, that you know, the, the what you call the fees, like the delinquent taxes, then... You are you, what? What process do you need to get up on that property to visit it? What authority do you need to sheriff, chief police, or whomever to allow you? Because people won't let you up on the property. Well, well, well. I don't. Okay. So if if property was sold pursuant to a sheriff's sale, and you yes. and paid on it, then you you'll get a a uh, a deed from the county or a sheriff's deed to indicate your ownership of the property. If right. people are occupying that uh, property illegally and won't allow you access, then you have to go and file a suit to get them evicted. You got evicted okay. from the property. And you probably can do that in, uh, well, depending on where it's located. But if it was in Dallas, you file a suit, small claims court, and the Justice of the Peace will, uh, if you're successful, you, uh, they'll get an order of eviction, and the constable will go out there and evict them from the property. Okay, that'll, that'll work. But that'll help some on what I was asking. A couple other things right quick before time get away. On the abortion thing, Reverend Barnett, as you know, in the Bible, back in the days of Genesis chapter 38, that was the tribe of Judah where he uh, that was an abortion that took place there when he spilled that on the ground, as you recall. Well, so they, that was the man that spilled the sperm that... It wasn't a woman killing a child uh, right. or whatever you want to call that, killing the fetus or whatever, dismissing yes, that sir. fetus. That was a man doing that. But if you want to find something about a woman and an abortion, you have to go to the book of Exodus, 21st yes, chapter, 22nd through the 25th verses if you want something similar to abortions with a woman losing a yes, child. Sir. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. The other thing, right quick, is the preamble of the, the Declaration of Independence says whenever any form of government becomes a problem, see, the people are, are letting that get short of a rebellion. We need to pay attention to that. They say when, that we hold these truths now. If people come together, like Reverend uh, uh, Barron was saying earlier, that people need to get involved, and Mrs. Arnold and former Ben Senate and all the other, I, if we come together and, you know, even the church, so I say this always, the preacher and the church folk need to come out of there and get involved and get out of here and work with, with um, Attorney Malcolm and work with you and quit being scared. Let's, let's call, come together like uh, Brother 
the money be saying, and let's really work this out with Dr. Edwards and everybody else. Let's, we that call ourselves black folk with some sin, let's, let's meet up. I know we were about the pandemic and all of that, but we go to the liquor stores and Walmart. Let's come together and really do something. I'm serious about doing it. Mr. Wynn and I have been saying this for a year. We'll come to Dallas. Uh, we'll meet. I appreciate you and Reverend Wright coming down here back in the years and helping us down here. But we're willing to come together, y'all, and let's really do something instead of just talking about it. Especially that case over in Fort Worth, we need to get on those people in their face and stay in there and get that done. If you let that case go oh, okay. We got you drill. Yeah, right. we got you drill. Well, thank you. Thank you. All righty. I close the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, uh, we have uh, Joyce. Uh, Joyce is on the line one. All righty. Joyce, good morning. Hello. Hey, Reverend this, is, this is Joyce Foreman. Yes, uh-huh. morning, uh, Attorney Robinson. Yes. I just want to uh, take a few minutes to just uh, address the issue of abortion and a, a woman's right to choice. Um, this decision by the Supreme Court has uh, a, will affect women in a very negative way. Uh, women have had abortions prior to the Supreme Court's uh, Roe versus Wade decision. But with, with that decision, there was an opportunity for women to have some safety and, and their doctor's um, uh, uh, ability to help women through in the clinic. Women will go back to tax room abortions, uh, and more women will die based on that fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am uh, so disappointed in the Supreme Court. And uh, what I am hoping is that women will come together, no matter what way, uh, to begin to address this issue of, of exactly women's rights. And that this is not about just black women. This is about women in general. And this was, uh, in my, uh, my opinion, a slap in the face to women. And uh, Attorney Robinson, one of the, the question that I have is, is that these people who feel like the children should come, uh, uh, in, even in case of rape and incest. What are they doing to make sure that the children will be taken care of when they're born? That's the question. Oh, okay. The answer to the question is I have not observed anything within the law to take care of the children when they're born. Whatever programs are in place now to providing assistance to children, those are the same programs that will be in, that will be in place uh, after the Roe versus Wade is 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 repealed. What has been repealed that you know that goes into effect. They're not going to do anything to take care of these children, and so the situation of see they get into the reason they try to get into the reason why. A woman, with the uh, advice of her doctor, would make a decision to abort a pregnancy. The, you can't do that. That should be between a woman and the doctor, her medical provider. And if if the issue is the woman's inability to support a child, there needs to be programs to address that. And there are not. If that's the issue. 
But you know, black people had children for years and they didn't have any means to support them. You know, a lot of families had 10, 11, 12, 15, 15 children or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when children were, were born historically, at least it's been my recollection, and the mother couldn't support them, family members, extended family members would, would take over the child. Yeah. That's what happened in the African-American community. So, so do you see that hap- do you see that happening now, Attorney Robinson? I don't see I don't see that happening as much now. Let's put it like that. And All right. I don't know, I can't say why, but uh, if you ask him whether there are sufficient programs out there to act as safety net to make sure these children are cared for. They don't know. They're not doing that. That's not there. You cannot rely on that in terms of a, a mother making the decision to, in regards to the birth of her child, which, you know, it, 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 it's real frustrating to me. And I'm a man. I'm extremely frustrated. And part of my frustration is women need to take the lead. The Me Too movement yeah. cannot apply to this situation. Mm-hmm. I really wanted women to take the lead on this program this morning to really speak out because it's definitely affecting them. But now on that, I still see a lot of children living with grandparents. I see a lot of it. Yeah. And uh, that would maybe be something similar to what we had uh, when we were all in school uh, and when you and Joyce was uh, youngsters, you know, uh, I, I, I was too young to know about that day. But Excuse me. <laughs> yes. But I just wanted to, I wanted to just make a point of, of that, that um, with, with this ruling, it is a definite negative effect on women. Uh, and that women are going to have to come together. I see some of some of the results of children being born and not having uh, opportunities and not having the extended family to be there within the school system. Uh, and so this is going to be a real negative effect, and I am in total agreement that women are going to have to take the lead uh, to try to get some of this resolved, and I'll, I'll leave it with this. Now that the Supreme Court has made a ruling, we're going to have to get out and vote and vote in a new governor who understands the rights of women Mm -hmm. so that women can be heard and be understood. And not only that, we need to we need to start voting in every election. I don't care what election it is Mm -hmm. so that our voices will be heard and heard strongly. Mm -hmm. We sit back and then when something happens, then we react to that. But we should start taking the lead in some of these issues. And part of that is voting. Well, let, let me say this. All right, thank you very quick. much. Let me say this, if I can say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm saying this sincerely. If we had more women that, that, that conduct themselves at least 50% of what Trustee Foreman does and her active participation, 
that, that, that case probably would not have been ruled that way yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the equal rights amendment would have been passed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Th- yeah. In my opinion, that equal rights amendment, when it came up, that's where the failure occurred. Right. That's right. That's right. Didn't well, I'm ready. they didn't take they didn't take, the ball was fumbled and they didn't pick it up and run with it. Because right. the ball sure did get fumbled in that thing. Not, no question. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank All you. Right, Thanks thank for your call. We're up against a short break and you can reach me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. You can talk with Dr. Robinson and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back, and you can reach us, 972-647-1893. Uh, Pierre, who do we have? Let's go to Dr. Robson. Yeah, uh, Concerned Citizen is on the line one, and uh, we also have uh, Emani who would like to talk to you. All right. Barrister. Good, all right. Good morning, uh, Concerned Citizen. Yes, I, I was talk. I was just. Uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Attorney uh, Michael Roberts, and he said, "I'm a man, and I'm upset, and I feel that same way. I have six sisters. I have nieces. Two nieces just graduated. Where I had to give them cards and a token inside them, but they're young. And I, I was thinking about how many people uh, are in Oak Cliff or uh, in South Dallas, women." and the amount of people who vote and don't vote. How many people is it that do not get out there and support their own issues? Women, didn't you know this was coming down the pipeline sooner or later? Democratic Party, from since George H.W. Bush appointed Clarence Thomas, didn't you see the writing on the wall? Why could you not tell people every election, every time local, how important that is. Why are you not stressing this stuff every year, all the time, and and make it important for people when they come and get on the radio with you uh, to uh, speak clearly and make let allow people to understand the importance of voting for your local people every year, all the time, and instead of waiting for every four years. That man can't do nothing down here in Texas unless you vote for people in Texas. If your people are not in power in Texas to stand up for you, to send something for down there in, in Washington, D.C., the president, it, you, 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 we're, we're right where we are because nobody out of all of these years, Democratic Party, was coming out there saying, look, from Texas, from El Paso, all the way down to the Louisiana line, it is important for you to vote in your local election, in your local people, your local council members. But I, 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 I'll listen to your comments uh, uh, off the air. Thank you for listening to you, uh, Pastor Bosley. Thank you. Uh-huh. Senator Robinson, you have any comments on that? No, well, I think what he, he, he was expressing a uh, point of view, and I, I agree with everything that he says. And I, you know, I just think. You know, we need active participation. Active participation. Mm-hmm. In all when you go to the polls. Mm-hmm. Go to the polls, but after you go to the polls, get involved. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just throw those phones and go home mm-hmm. and let someone else do it. I'll say this real quick. It's almost like in baseball. Yeah, he played baseball, and uh, and uh, the ball is popped up. Mm-hmm. And he's got three people. He, I don't, uh, any one of them could catch the ball, but they sit waiting for the other one to do it. As a result, the ball drops. It hits the ground, yes. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, we're going to try to get a couple more callers in, and then uh, we'll give you a number out, too. All righty. Uh, who do we have, Pierre? Uh, he say he's on another call. Yes. All right. Thank you for taking that one. All right. Who, who do we have, Pierre? Imani is on uh, line four. Who? Imani. Imani. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at your age. I was a Vietnam veteran, Army Navy, combat veteran. And I've been voting for 50 years. I mean, longer than that. And my daddy made me vote. But my family, we got people been there 30, 40 years, and then we don't still have nothing. So I, I get tired of people saying people died to vote and all that stuff. We need to vote. But vote for what? And that's what I'll vote again. But I'm going to get on something else, Terry Robson. Thank you so much. The man that wrote that uh, white man's heaven, white man's heaven, uh, white man's heaven is the black man's hell is Louis X. Okay. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling. Tell, uh, returning my call a couple of weeks, uh, day for you, uh, a couple of days ago. But I got you. I hear you. But when you, all you experts come together and have a conference, you and doctor and all you doctors and reverends and stuff, and have a day out, uh, two days conference. Uh, our group of power nonsense will try to furnish the food, but we need to have, we need to quit complaining and begging and do something about what, what's happening to us instead of taking it all the time. Thank you. All right, thank you. The clear line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have, Malcolm? I mean, yeah. who, uh, uh, Pierre. <laughs> I mean, I got you on me. Uh, we, we have, have a Supreme and uh, Lane One. All right. Good morning, Supreme. Good morning, Reverend. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. I just want. I just had a question. Um, I don't see why we black people fight for abortion so much and so hard. If it's if it's bad in the Bible, it's bad in the Quran, and it's not accepted. Why do we fight for? It? I know why we fight for it, but I'm just asking the question: Why do we fight for it so much? Well, let me just, let me say this. The issue is not abortion. It's, it's been portrayed like the issue was abortion. It was never abortion. The issue is the right of privacy and the right of a woman to choose how she, the, the choices that she going to make regarding her own body and, and her pregnancy. It's not abortion. It's been yes, sir, it is abortion. Yes, sir, it is abortion. No, it's not abortion. Under the law, under the law, under the law, it is not abortion. Under the law, it is the right of privacy and the right of a woman or a man to choose and to not have the government intervene within their decision regarding their medical treatment. Not abortion. Those are some beautiful scholarly words, but it is abortion. Abortion is wrong. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Neither one. 
that abortion is wrong? Why is Planned Parenthood in our neighborhood? Why the abortion clinic in our neighborhood? Well, let me put it like Why? this. The, uh, what, mm-hmm. you're, what you're uh, re- respond, uh, reacting to is a talking point for the right to life people. See, they, they, that's why they portray it that way. So you can react that way. If, if okay. in fact, okay. any particular okay. person sure. does not sure. believe that the woman or whoever should choose abortion as part of their treatment, they need to address that with the woman and not through the law. Well, I want to say abortion only in the case of incest or rape. That's it. That, that doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Mm-hmm. We're okay. talking about the law. The law should not dictate that. That should be a private decision between the doctor and patient and whoever else that she decides to consult with. Make the decision. Uh, let me ask you something. Well, let me ask you something. So, what if what if the mother's life? What if she gonna die if she continues the pregnancy and have the baby and the and the, the mother you know is gonna die from that? What, what do you do in a situation like that, sir? I think he hung up. Oh, he hung up? Oh, he got away. Okay. All right. 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Well, he's getting getting uh, some more calls. Bring, bring one on that's up there. Yes. So we, we have Eddie on uh, line four. All righty. Eddie. Good morning, Eddie. How are you? Yes, go right here. I wanted to ask, please, the great barrister uh, his opinion on attack syndrome. You know, if you're playing football, you have to score. If it's a tie, you have to play that somebody wins. And the attacking, as uh, we said here, propaganda, billboards, everything, in order to reach the voters, the concerned citizens, uh, Barrister, what would you say about that? Attack. Okay, when you, okay, when you say attack, I, I, I want to make sure I'm clear. Explain exactly what you're asking. As Malcolm said, by all means necessary. Attack. Yes. Yes, so, uh, what is your opinion on that? What things can we do in particular, specifically? Well, specifically, I say active participation, and I say recognition. We got we have to look at the actual issue and the facts. Dig down beneath the surface. Don't fall for someone else's talking point. Dig down beneath the surface and develop. Make sure you understand the issue, and you actively participate. We and that includes voting, but not just voting. You vote, and then you actively participate to make a change and effectuate a change that is made. Because if you make the change and you don't effectuate the change, you end up in the same place. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Line 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, you didn't guess the name? All right. Just bring the call on. Bring, bring that call on. 
All right. Good morning. You're on KNON. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Yes, please listen. Don't listen to your phone, not your radio. I'm not. I'm not near my radio. You know. <laughs> How are you doing today? All right. Uh, my name is Liza, and I just want to give a woman's point of view because I know this old man. I hate politics, but I want to give my opinion respectfully. Please go um, ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm thinking, uh, what happened to the woman's constitutional rights? It's the same scenario as the men's constitutional rights. We have to. I think as a female. As a woman, we have the right to make a, a choice, you know? I'm not saying I'm not all for it, but as an opinion, I think I have the right to make a choice. I understand what you're getting from, but we also have that choice, you know, whether to or not to. Huh? Attorney Robinson? Yeah, that's correct. That's exactly what I, I thought I had said. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying, uh, back in the early century, way back when, women were not able to vote since then, but now we are able to vote. And I, I'm proud of that we women can vote. But I'm just saying, you know, we just have the right to or not to in this situation. And if the mother was about to die, I would have the kid anyway, because that's a blessing. You know, I'd rather have the child to live than myself. You know, because yeah. I haven't been through life. The child has not. I don't want the child to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Even in rape and incest, when they kill yeah. the baby, they uh, yeah, they exactly making the baby going. pay for something adults did. Exactly. And I know where I'm going if I die. I'm going to have it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'll see the baby. I'll see my own child when that time comes. But meanwhile, I want the child to live. You, you know? right. so. Well, God bless your station. I love you guys, and take care, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All righty. All righty. Uh, 972-647-1893. Uh, attorney. Uh, uh, no. Come on, Pia. Bring me one on. Okay, so we have uh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch on uh, line one. All right. Good morning. You're on Ken O'Neill. Hello? Yes. Good morning. Yes, good morning. You're on Ken O'Neill. Okay. I just want to say a couple of things real fast. Um, number one, uh, God shall do no murder. Number two, uh, abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. All right. Attorney Robinson? get into that aspect of it because to me that's not the issue like I said before to the other caller. The issue is the right of a citizen to make a choice on their medical treatment and that right belongs to a woman and if she is pregnant, she has a right to make a decision regarding her pregnancy after consultation with her doctor and whoever else that she desires to receive information from. That's her decision. That's not yeah, my decision. That's not the government's decision. That's not your decision. That's her decision. And that's the part that we have to fight for. Maintain that decision as the right of a woman to make the choice under the law. That's your, what choice should, 
a choice should have been not to get pregnant. And if, if it's inadvertently pregnant or incest or rape, uh, you know, that's a slightly different thing, but it's still murder. You're talking well, about a, a fetus. Well, well, You're talking about aborting a fetus. Well, the choice on, on getting pregnant, that's her choice. That's not my choice, and that's not your choice. And she has the right to make that. The same way you have the right to make the choice as to whether or not to get her pregnant. Those are, yes. those are private choices. Okay? So the characterization of a medical treatment as murder is something that is totally outside what the issue is in this case. The issue is the law. And the person's constitutional right under the law. And the woman has the constitutional right to make a choice regarding her body and her pregnancy. Okay. Not my choice and not yours. It's still murder. Whether she made that choice or the doctor made that choice or whoever made that choice, she should know that making that choice is murder. Well, if, if, if in fact you believe that or anybody believe that, and, and if in fact she decides to consult with you or me or whoever, then you can tell her that. But that's her choice. So, so when they don't, when they, when they don't, when when she's consulting, when they don't tell her that, then they're guilty as she is. Uh, that's not true. Are we talking about the law? <laughs> just like any other medical treatment, he has a right to ask any question of anybody regarding the medical treatment. She has a right to even receive the medical treatment. All of that is her you, constitutional right to privacy. That's none okay. of your business, and that's none of my business. Well, the bigger matter is, the bigger matter is, the bigger matter is, people are trying to cover up for, for incest. A lot of incest, and they, won't mix, they don't mind mixed marriages, but they don't want mixed kids, okay? So they're trying to cover up for that is what's happening. They're not even concerned about the woman. That's the bigger issue here, especially in this Okay, case. we're completely uh, we, we, we're completely out of time. Thank you for your call. Uh, Attorney Robertson, would you give your, uh, your, your phone number? Those of you who are waiting on the line, we just can't get to all of our calls today. We can't. We and we thank you for calling, but um, we we have to go now. And I invite you tomorrow morning. Facebook, Marion Barnett Senior, nine thirty. Come worship with us. Bye bye. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye bye.